Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We'd love to hear from you today if you have a question about your pet. Dr. Debbie can answer your vet medical questions and dog father Joey Villani with your grooming questions. And uh, on the show today, actress Kim Sill is back. Didn't we just have her on? Yeah, she was on a, probably about six months ago or so. She was the one that went undercover with a uh, camera to like some puppy mills. Mm-hmm. Saved in America was the name of oh, the Oh, yeah. Film. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. So she's up to something new, huh? She's amazing. She's really an asset to the animals. Okay. So we're going to talk about our new project called Shelter Hope Pet Shop. And she, it's, she thinks nationally and globally. She doesn't think in the box. She's She has great ideas. She too. does. She really makes a difference for the animals. So yes. I will be... Glad to have her. And you know what? I got to say, I got to thank you very much because, you know, you had Prince Lorenzo Bergesi on a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. and I, I asked you to make it a little fair, you know, give it, give something give, for Joey and me to see. Uh, I do it. Very, very attractive Kim Sill. And I have to say, I think there's more attractive women on the show than there is attractive men. So I got to get on that. We need Josh Dumel back. And You know what makes them really attractive, though, is their love for the animals. Yes, that's true. Uh, we'll head to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Uh, Joey Volani, what do you got on the show today? Sap. I have sap. sap. Okay. Sap. You mean and like how sticky to take sap? Tree sap. Oh. How to take tree sap out of your dog without having to cut its coat away? You can't use yeah. Gooby Gone, huh? <laughs> no. You <don't. laughs> actually, actually, you can just 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 to hope that your pet don't have a reaction. Yeah, it is kind of chemically. Yeah, so. don't take that. Okay, chance. so we'll have to wait and find out what uh, Joey's cure for sap is right here on Animal Radio. Uh, Lori Brooks in the newsroom. What are you working on for this hour? Well, we're going to tell you about a dog who's had three strikes against him, uh, one of them being that he's a three-legged dog, and he just keeps saving the lives of his family members. Very cute story. Okay, that's on the way in just a few minutes. Also, Doc Halligan will be back on the show today. You know, Valentine's Day, just let it sit in for you guys. Yeah, just, he forgot. Yeah. You're all panicking right now. We're giving oh. you a warning. No, I saw the candy up. hearts on your desk this morning. No, I <laughs> stole them. I was going to say, where I, are I, they now? I stole them because I'm going to bring them to my wife because I forgot it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> so you're running around the office grabbing up all the candy on Yes, whatever desk. I can get. Yep, I put it in a bag. You're in trouble. Your animals could be in trouble, too, and that's what Doc Halligan's going to be talking about is Valentine hazards. Because, yes, there are Valentine hazards. Let's go to the phones first for your calls from the free animal radio app for iPhone and Android. So download it now. Hey, Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Huntington Beach. L.A. Is it beautiful? Yeah, Has it dried out? Orange County, yes. Has it dried out? I know you got a lot of rain. Oh, it is. We have dried out. But it's, uh, it's really, really windy. Windy. I hate wind. Very, very windy. Yeah, my allergies is acting up very, very much. <laughs> you sound a little bit like you have some allergies there. But uh, hopefully we can help you. I have Dr. Debbie and Joy Villani here both to help you for whatever problem you have. Well, I have uh, some concerns. My, uh, I have a Pomeranian, which is also a Chihuahua mix, and I have a Chihuahua. And my wife's oncologist had told her that she needed to get a little animal to keep her mind occupied because I was always working. So we got the Pomeranian, and we took him to the dentist to have his teeth cleaned. So they put him to sleep. So my concern is because when we found we found a dentist closer to us, our veterinarian had said it's not a good idea to put the animal to sleep. But yet, every Thursday, the veterinarian that I do go to that is close to my home 
they put the animal to sleep to do dentist work. So I'm concerned about that. So your dog needs a dental cleaning and they've advised it? Is that where you're at with this? Well, I try to keep up on, you know, getting his teeth clean and also the chihuahua. So I have yet to take my dog to my normal veterinarian to have his teeth cleaned because I'm concerned about him being put to sleep. He has quite a few health problems. He's nine years old. He had kidney stones. He had 40 kidney stones. Mm, Okay. Yeah, okay, so I think I, get, I think I'm understanding. So, when we talk about dental cleaning and dental care, yeah. there are different tiers of that. So, uh-huh. there's home level care where we brush our dog's teeth, um, or we use wipes, um, and that's home care. Mm-hmm. There's what some groomers will do. If you take your dog to the groomer, they'll brush the teeth, and they're basically doing the same thing you would do at home. Right. There's another type of dental care that is done usually at groomers' offices um, or professionals who do cleaning with an animal awake. And um, this is uh, oftentimes done because people are afraid of anesthesia. Right. And um, it's it's a solution I think a lot of people look to. And, and sometimes the fear of anesthesia can drive us to do things that we think are in their, the pet's best interest and, and aren't always. Mm-hmm. Um but the, the, the true way that we do a dental cleaning is where you go to the veterinary office and they put your pet under anesthesia, general anesthetic, right. and right. the teeth are scaled um, either by hand scaling or an ultrasonic scaler, and then they're polished. And that's a very important process. Um, so just to describe a little bit about that, when we scale teeth, we do create etching in the teeth. You know, okay. it, it, it damages the enamel. So we do have to do a polish. So right. some of these things are hard to do in a pet that's awake that someone's just taking a scraper and scraping on the teeth. Well, I believe that because I tried to get the polish and try to do it myself with the toothbrush, and both of my dogs were not having it at all. Yeah, <laughs> it, it can be tough. And the other thing that I, with what they call these awake dental cleanings, that I'm, I, and I'll, I'll come on the record, I'm firmly opposed to awake dental cleanings okay. um, for, for a lot of reasons. Also One known as non-anesthesia dental Non-anesthetic cleanings. dental cleanings, yeah. <laughs> One is what I just described is because when we do this, we're etching the teeth if we're using a sharp instrument. You can also cause injury to the gums. But the real reality is that the tooth is just not what we see. That's only about 40% of the actual tooth. The 60% that we don't see that's below the gum line, that's where the nitty-gritty happens. And this is why when when we rely on awake dental cleanings, you run the risk that you're getting just a sense that you're making the teeth look better, but you're really not treating the periodontal disease, which is what is the danger to a pet's health, to their kidneys, to their heart. Um, so that being untreated, you really don't do anything other than make yourself feel like you've done something to make the teeth look better. So that's one of the big realities. The other thing is you can't take x-rays on an awake pet. And then yeah. again, you, you can't image that lower 60% of the tooth in an awake pet. So you have to have them asleep for that. So for all those reasons, I am firmly opposed to um, the non-anesthetic dentals. And I'll tell you also, early on in my practice, I had a dog that was almost paralyzed. Um, they were oh. going to their groomer and had someone from California come in. And they um, <laughs> did these awake dental cleanings. And the dog um, actually almost blew out a disc and was 
was paralyzed. So we treated it, and it was just from the restraint where they put them in a towel and hold them still and, you know, forcibly scale their teeth. So dogs, it's a different thing with dogs. You know, we'd love to not have to use anesthesia, but uh, the reality is they don't understand what we're doing, and we have to do it safely and not create pain for them. So um, now you raise another question about your dogs having, you know, multiple health problems, and I think that's something that probably only your vet can answer. I can't answer for you, but I will tell you there are often times when I have pets with complicated medical backgrounds where they might have an enlarged heart or a heart murmur um, or we're dealing with a respiratory problem or what have you. But um, in certain instances, if those diseases are well controlled and the risk of um, going under anesthesia is um, calculated to be safe, then then I proceed with those. But it really takes a little bit more work for an older pet or one with ongoing illness that you just have to make sure that, you know, they check out the heart, that they have a blood panel done, that all of that is giving you that green light that it's an okay thing because um, you don't you, you don't want teeth to get bad and, and not be treated that that makes all that stuff worse <laughs> that is so true i mean my little dog i mean he's so unhappy because before when i tried to get him to do certain things i would give him a treat but now uh-huh. the veterinarian said he's not allowed to have any more treats at all so Uh-oh. It's, yeah, well, i mean that's what he has said because he has hypothyroidism so he's on medication for that and then uh-huh of course, I mean, with the, you know, every time he yawns, he also coughs a lot. He coughs extremely a lot mm-hmm. every time he yawns. So I try to <laughs> deter him from yawning. I mean, I don't know how you can do that with a dog, but every time he yawns, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, it- try, he tries to catch his breath. Yeah, and I can tell you, I have a lot of dogs like what you're describing where before I'll even consider putting them under for anesthesia, you know, if they have a coughing problem, a heart problem, um, kidney problem, you know, I, I do blood work and I'll do chest x-rays before I'll even talk about it. Um, so it's not something I rush into. It has to be the right decision for that pet. But then once we make that decision, I'm very confident that we can do good for the pet and, you know, help keep them around longer because we're eliminating a lot of you know bad disease in the mouth. Now, if a pet has uh, health problems that prohibit it from going under anesthesia for a dental cleaning, are there other ways to clean the teeth? Well, um, there are some different sprays, but again, those are more just surface uh, sure. Surface. Uh, so you just don't get it done, just, is what you're saying. Yeah. So it really depends on the situation. So I have cats and dogs that sometimes have early stage kidney disease, and um, one example is we might admit them to the hospital that day, earlier in the day, or maybe the day prior, and we'll put them on intravenous fluids. Um, wow. For a lot of dogs with heart problems, we might monitor their blood pressure during the procedure, or we'll do an EKG in advance, uh, where we can check the rhythm of the heart, make sure that they don't have any unforeseen arrhythmias that might create a problem while they're under anesthesia. So there's a lot of science that goes into this. So it it really would depend on the pet. And I can tell you, I've only had one dog that I actually did clean its teeth while it was awake. And it was a young dog that had a erratic heart murmur. I'm sorry, a heart arrhythmia that um, just really could not be stabilized for anesthesia. Um, but that is pretty much the only dog in 20 some years of practice. So <laughs> I can think of <laughs> Thank you so much for even answering my questions. Uh, I'm, I'm a little relaxed now, so I'll talk it over with yeah. the wife and see how she feels about it because the gentleman that we do go to to have his teeth clean, he's always so booked. And I'm just uh, concerned. He need, he need, we need to 
keep up on the dental work. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes um, a place that's really busy can be a good sign, and sometimes it can be a bad sign. (laughs) So I will tell you that in February, um, it's kind of a typical push for dental care, and it's what we call uh, veterinary uh, pet dental care month. And my office, we're really busy because we do throw some specials out there during this time of the year. So while it might be a really good time to get some uh, cost savings, you just have to be aware that it could be a little busier at this time. Glad to know that. Thank you so much. Hey, Anthony, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. would you like to get a free smartphone if you own a smartphone listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life plus get a free smartphone every year call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service think of your savings so don't wait switch your plan save money plus get a free smartphone every year call the free smartphone hotline right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351-800-475-3351-800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 channel cable we were talking about common dog behavioral problems like barking chewing digging and separation anxiety. Today we're going to talk about begging. It's a bad habit, but most of the time it's caused by the dog owner. A few years ago, a friend invited me over to his house for Super Bowl, told me I could bring my dog. I told my dog to go down, stay in the corner, and watched his dogs running lunatic all over the house. One jumped on the table and grabbed the ham right off, ran away with it. There's two of them, and he's got no control over either. They've got the run of the house, and they're everywhere. He comes over to me. He goes, I don't get it. How do you get your dog to stay like that? I said, I'll tell you what. What's your biggest problem? What do you wish you could stop right now? He says begging. I want my dogs to stop begging from the table. And as he's telling me this, he's feeding the dog from the table as he's talking to me. He's giving him pieces of turkey while he's talking to me. I don't think he even realizes it. So I pointed it out. I said, look what you're doing right now. You can't feed a dog from the table and then expect him not to beg. You know, it's got to be one way or the other way. Either he never gets food from the table, people food, or he does. It's that simple. And if he does, he's going to beg. Giving in just once causes a huge problem. In the dog world, a subordinate would never beg from the lead dog. When you teach your dog that begging's okay, you jeopardize your role as pack leader. Before you sit down to eat, tell your dog to stay create a spot where you want your dog to be maybe it's a rug in the kitchen and before you sit down to eat tell him to stay tell him to go to his rug you want to teach your dog not to stare at you and that begging is useless that it's not permitted if he is staring put him in another room if he behaves himself you give him a treat but only after you and the rest of your family are done eating over time you'll be able to teach your dog that you are in charge and that begging from anyone in the pack or from any human period is just not permitted and that it's useless Another good thing to do is always eat before you feed your dog. Then after you're done and you decide to feed him, make him work for the food. Have him sit and stay for 30, 40 seconds before you tell him to have at it. Well, good luck. We're all in this together. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Well, you lucky dog, don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's made possible by Fear Free Happy Homes. 
helping your pets live their happiest, healthiest, fullest lives at home, at the vet, and everywhere in between. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. And thanks, Fear Free, for underwriting Animal Radio. Just a few minutes, actress Kim Sill will be back with us telling us about the Shelter Hope Pet Shop. These are pet shops showing up, turning up in malls across America. In a mall near you, hopefully. With adoptable animals. These are not puppy mill animals. These are all animals that are uh, generally on death row or need to find a home. Yeah, high kill shelters. And uh, she'll tell you how how you can have one in your city if you don't have one. So that's all in the way right here on Animal Radio. Lori Brooks, what are you doing on the... the, How many animals do you have there in the newsroom? Holy moly, I just looked over. (laughs) There's a cat on the microphone, a dog on the floor. Wow. You missed the other cat on the floor. Parker's on my desk. And Jackie is on the floor. Oh. Parker's the one who keeps making the noises in my microphone. If you, I'm sure you've heard him. I'm, I've heard him purring. Yeah. Yes, he, he rubs on the microphone and then his teeth hits and it goes. Isn't that <laughs> great to have our animals here at work? Though it's a wonderful policy. Yes, everybody should work here. So what are you working on? <laughs> There's um, a story, a big story in Ohio. Have you heard about this? A dog, a police canine dog, so an officer, and the the police officer is retiring and his dog he wants his dog to retire with him but the city is saying no you have to auction that dog off oh. to the highest bidder so yeah it is just it's got everybody talking about it but we will yeah. it, as parker walks in front of the microphone um everybody <laughs> is talking about it well now so this dog it belonged to a retired police officer and did it go home with a retired police officer every night during its uh yes it did but it didn't belong to him so they want to take it away it that's just equipment silly. that he that's equipment just... that he took home okay Qu- equipment because yes. you know animals are property according to the law yeah okay right so we'll find out about that in just a few minutes I see that Petco has dropped uh, their small animal supplier amid a federal probe. They uh, severed the relationship with a small animal dealer in Pennsylvania amid a federal investigation into where the conditions of the facility were kind of subpar. Did you see the video? Well, that's the thing. Is uh, Apparently, there was this video that's I saw it. going viral on the Internet. Mm-hmm. That's what started the investigation mm-hmm. of the Holmes Chinchilla Ranch. And, uh, and so the video, now get this, I'm not a PETA guy. I rarely get behind PETA. Sometimes I think they, they make more problems than they solve. But in this case, they sent someone undercover to become an employee at this Chinchilla Ranch to gather evidence. Mm-hmm. So uh, That's how they shot the footage? Yeah. So uh, good for Petco for dropping them. Unfortunately, PetSmart still selling them. Really? Yes. Oh, you know, what a difference God. in those two stores. Have you guys noticed that these days? It's just... It, They used to be quite the same, and now they are so different. I do much of my shopping at a uh, local store now. So I try to, because really these Petco nor PetSmart carries the kind of food that I want for my animals. (laughs) Well, no, you can't. I I don't buy my food there either. But when you walk in, I mean, it, it seems that Petco, I believe, is more holistically and health oriented and pet smart is kind of more import oriented with, Mm. you know what I mean? Yes. There's another story that I wanted to bring to your attention uh, before Kim Sill joins us. This is uh, uh, one out of Tokyo. Leave it to those Japanese. They've developed a small device that the company claims that when it's attached to the dog's or cat's neck, it can tell if they're happy or if they're relaxed or if they want to play or if they're annoyed. And you use a smartphone application that links to the device to to read it. And uh, currently the device only works when the phone is near the animal's. 
But I think what's interesting is that the Japanese are selling this for about 9,000 yen, $75. I look down at my puppy. I see that tail wagging. I could pretty much tell yeah. that that... Yeah. That if, it, if my dog goes and gets the ball, I know he wants to play. It's free. Yeah. Okay. I can, I it can sounds tell. like an expensive mood ring. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Everybody trying to get their part of the billion dollar, $60 billion a year pet industry. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with news right after this. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-689-0143-800-689-0143-800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. When an Ohio police officer retired last month after 34 years of service, well, he assumed that his police dog would be retiring right along with him. However, because of a state law in Ohio that requires what is considered to be surplus state property purchased with taxpayer dollars that is valued at over $1,000, well, because of that, canine officer Ajax is going to have to be auctioned off to the highest bidder. Ajax has been appraised at $3,500, you see, since he's young and he's got some working years still left in him. But as you would expect, the human officer and the animal-loving public is furious about this. A GoFundMe page was quickly set up when the news broke and started to raise money so that the retired officer could bid for his dog. Well, at last check, over $60,000 had been raised. Extra funds will be given to an organization that provides bulletin stab-proof vests to canine units. By the way, no date has yet been set for Ajax auction. Potential bidders, though, will submit sealed bids, which will then be opened on a certain date when they name that date. But fortunately, the mayor has added a stipulation to the bidding, saying it has to be by someone who is a dog handler and is familiar with police canine dogs. A small 15-year-old three-legged dog might not seem like a big threat to you, but this dog named Levi took a bullet for his family in Wisconsin and then saved them from a man who had broken into their home to rob them. Levi was quick to come to the rescue when the robber kept asking, where's the safe, where are the drugs, where's the money? And then the dog, who is usually friends with strangers, got you know concerned and he started growling at the robber. A bullet grazed the top of the dog's head and became lodged in his 
his neck. But it wasn't the first time that Levi had seen police officers and emergency medical responders. It was about five years ago that he was dog-napped even in the middle of the day. But luckily, a neighbor saw him being enticed into a van and took down the license plate number. And then police found him later that same day. And it was just two years ago that Levi was walking with his family on some steep hiking trails when he tumbled off the side of a cliff. His owner firmly believes that Levi's falling prevented their children from inadvertently plunging off that cliff, too. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. And our little puppies, our animals, our dogs are, uh, well, they're man's best friend. We know that. And woman's best friend. They sleep with you. They cuddle with you. They're always there giving you unconditional love. And now they're doing even more. They're helping scientists discover maybe ways to cure cancer in uh, all across the country. And in fact, we have right now Arlene Weintraub. Hi, Arlene. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Your book called Heal... The Vital Role of Dogs in the Search for Cancer Cures. It looks like a great read. I'm just about to uh, pick it up and look inside. But tell me, what will I find inside the book? Well, my book is about uh, many different ways dogs are helping in the fight against cancer. Uh, A lot of people don't know this, but dogs develop many of the same types of cancers that people get, including breast cancer, lymphoma, osteosarcoma, and they're now being recruited into clinical trials for new therapies that could end up helping both uh, pets and and people. Well, how similar are they to humans as far as that goes? Well, some, some, some types of tumors are so similar that, that scientists can't even really tell the difference. When they, when they look at them under a microscope, melanoma is a good example of that. Dogs get exactly the same melanoma that we get and have been very important in, uh, in, helping, to, uh, in helping scientists make new discoveries. Now, do cats fall into the same category? Cats are also involved in in this uh, field of research, which is called comparative oncology. Cats actually get a form of breast cancer, mammary cancer, I should say, that's very similar to triple negative breast cancer in women, which is the hardest type of breast cancer to cure. And so there is a growing interest in recruiting cats for breast cancer research. What are the statistics for dogs getting cancer now these days? I mean, they're incredible, aren't they? Yes, it's a it's a very prevalent disease in in dogs, and I think the estimate is that one out of three dogs will die of cancer. It is um, largely a disease of aging in dogs, much like it is in people. But there are some breeds that are that are quite prone to the disease and can develop it quite young, including golden retrievers. I've heard about dogs and cats that can sniff out cancer. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have a, a whole chapter on this, actually, and it's, it's really a very exciting uh, branch of research. Many uh, scientists around the world have, have proven that they can train dogs to detect tumors, and they can train them to smell the difference between cancerous 
tissue and normal tissue. And now there's an effort underway to actually translate that into diagnostic devices for early detection because it wouldn't be too practical to have dogs, you know, in every in every hospital in the world. So that, why not? That's, that's the <laughs> ideal. Now, is is treatment pretty much the same? Uh, do you know our animals undergo the chemotherapy and radiation that humans do? Does it work the same on them? They do uh, undergo much of the same chemo and radiation that humans do. Uh, surgery also can be quite effective in, in many of the cancers that dogs get. But actually, uh, the, the very first cancer drugs approved for dogs have been approved quite recently in the last five or ten years. So there's, there's now an effort underway to uh, tailor therapies for, for pets. Now this talks about how dogs help cure some of the cancers in human. Are we able to take that treatment and turn it around and help the dogs? Yes. In fact, there have been some companies that have developed, uh, you know, two drugs side by side, one for dogs and one for people based on the same uh, science. And and in fact, I have an example of that in in my book, uh, the first cancer drug ever approved for dogs. There is a, a version for people too. The book is called Heal, The Vital Role of Dogs in the Search for Cancer Cures. The author, Arlene Weintraub, with us. Who is the book for? Is it for dog lovers that have dogs with cancer, dog lovers that don't have dogs with cancer? Well, this is really a popular science book. I, I, I wrote this in layman's terms, and so it's for anybody who has an interest in cancer and, and cancer research and some of the developments that are that are being made there. It's definitely for dog people, anybody who has experienced cancer in their dogs, I think would get a lot out of this. Um, but, but I think anybody who has experienced cancer in their, in their families, as I have, uh, would also um, find some hope in cancer research by, by reading this book. Is that why you wrote the book? Because of uh, family, uh, yes. Yeah, so I actually I was I was working uh, as a science writer for for Business Week back in 2009 when I found out about this whole field of research from two veterinarians at Texas A&M University. I was a, a science writer, and they came to talk about how doctors and veterinarians were working together to develop new cancer treatments. And at the time, my sister was battling gastric cancer, and she ultimately lost that battle. And uh, I was feeling kind of hopeless, but come from a family of dog lovers and got really captivated by this idea that dogs might help us in this war on cancer. I've lost both my parents to cancer, so we, we need a cure. Right, and this is a this starts a great conversation about how animals can be involved in our healing. A conversation that a lot of people have discovered mostly in the uh, way of therapy animals. Heal the vital role of dogs in the search for cancer cures. I have ten copies to give away right now. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to Amazon or your local bookstore and ask for it. The book called Heal. The author Arlene Weintraub. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're going to head back to the phones for your calls next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal, coming at you with the party animal segment on Animal Radio. I just want to give a tip out there to those of you who are going through the unfortunate task of trying to recover 
a lost animal, a dog or a cat. I saw a flyer in my na- neighborhood recently. I always check out the flyers, as everyone should, because you, you know you're, we're always seeing animals in our neighborhood. And uh, a flyer is, is a great way to go, an organic, homegrown way to relocate the animal. But some people who are missing a pet really have the wrong idea when it comes as to what to put to the flyer. This flyer said something like, please return Poochie to our house. We miss him so much. And Poochie loves watching Survivor with us every Thursday night. Well, am I supposed to go home and dress up like Jeff Probst now and walk up and down the street and hope that Poochie sees me? How is our knowing what Poochie's favorite television show is going to help us find your dog? Be a little smarter when it comes to the Flyers, people. Vinnie Penn. Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly. The travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. Where are you today? Uh, we're in San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful. It's a beautiful day down here. Oh, I bet. It's like one of the only places in the country that's beautiful today. Yeah, I know. I feel sorry for everyone up in the cold right now. Well, tell us, what's going on with your animals? How can we help? Well, we've got two wonderful labs um, that we absolutely adore. But Yay! Our, I know, I know. They're the best. But um, our three-year-old black lab, Tula, has um, developed a taste for cat poop. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it's wonderful it started, fun in the dog world. <laughs> it, it started um, about a few months ago, and I've also noticed that she's gaining weight as well. So okay. I'm wondering if it has something to do, you know, we just moved to a new house, and there's a lot of cats around, and I'm not sure what's going on. So is this poop from outside then or from yeah. one of your kitties? No, we don't have cats. Okay, so it's outside. All right. Well, the phenomenon of eating poop is always an area of contention because we cannot, as humans, understand the motivation for this. But honestly, it's a good, fun thing that dogs enjoy, and we can't understand it. Um, In many cases, it is really just kind of a bad habit, um, something they find some pleasure in. The medical side of things, you know, whether or not there is some medical reason for a dog to do this, there's some. Um, they're not terribly common. Um, usually it is behavioral problems. But we do look at things like parasitism. Um, we look at anything that might be causing any kind of more weight loss. Um, but there are some types of uh, cancers that can cause weight loss in a pet to eat things inappropriately, what we call pica, uh, where not only eating poop, but they might eat other things, uh, other objects around the house that they wouldn't normally. That might be more of a sign of something medical. So, you know, if you haven't had your pet checked out recently, 
probably a good idea just to make sure we get a good clean bill of health. But otherwise, you're, you're kind of faced with the challenge of keeping doggies away from what I call kitty almond roca, which um, in the litter pan, that's kind of how they look. Outside, it's a little bit harder because you can't necessarily keep those neighbor's cats or the feral cats um, out of your pet's access areas. And, and do you have just um, feral cats around you? Are they neighbors or do you know? They could be. Yeah, I'm sure they're um, a little bit of both. But the, the weight gain is what's concerning me. Yeah, and any weight gain that's unexpected in a dog, whether or not they're eating poop, I I would say I would make sure we look into a thyroid problem. And Labradors do like to be a breed that can develop some thyroid problems. So that would be probably number one based off of the weight gain that I would look at. Otherwise, we can also see some issues with food intolerances where a dog doesn't do really well on a particular food. Maybe they're not digesting it well. It can affect their stool quality. They can produce gassiness. And in those situations, we might see a dog that nibbles on some feces, cat, dog, otherwise. Um, Sometimes like a diet change can actually help out uh, behavior of eating poop from someone else. So uh, we might want to even consider modifying the diet and going either to a hypoallergenic diet. She's on all organic, holistic. And I just recently made that switch. She was on Nutro, and then um, we switched. They created an organic product that we switched to. So, Did that coincide with when this behavior started? Yes, actually, kind of did. It did, okay. I can't imagine organic having more calories in it or anything like that, would it? Well, it certainly could, yeah. And I know a lot of the, um, some of the boutique pet stores by me, the, some of the calorie density is very different in some of the organic diets. So it could be this diet change that caused that. But even getting back to this kind of the feces eating thing too, organic doesn't always mean better. It just okay. means it's different, and the foodstuffs go through a different kind of uh, certification, if you will. But it might just be that we need to switch back to that other diet, see how everything else stabilizes. Um, but I would definitely say you're a Labrador lover, get your baby checked for a thyroid problem, too, and, and that will give me a little bit more peace of mind on that weight gain thing. You know, just because people say organic, that's just such a big misconception these days. It doesn't mean that it's lower in calories or that it's fat-free or that it's... Uh, that it's a healthier food. It just means that it was grown organically. And that's and it's right. usually cost a little bit more for that pleasure, too. Right. Absolutely. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with organic. I mean, I think it's a great thing. But if it's not working for your dog, then, you know, time to look elsewhere. Audrey, how you doing? I have probably a silly question. I have been told that the uh, smaller parrots have a mentality of about a two-year-old and the larger ones of about a five-year-old. Well... I usually, I go out of town on driving on Saturday, and I usually take my sun conjure, small parrot, with me. And if I don't take her on Saturday, well, she, when I come home, she screams at me, and it's different than through the week. It's, hmm. I work night, so I'm there uh-huh. in the daytime, but occasionally I work in the daytime also through the week. And when I come home, if I work in the daytime through the week, She's just thrilled to see me and want to kiss me, and she's all excited. But on Saturday, it's like she's mad at me and screams at me. Is it possible <laughs> that she knows? Now, of course, she doesn't know it's Saturday, but, but is it possible that she knows so many days or whatever that she goes with me, and if I don't take her, she's mad at me? You know, birds, and this will get a little sticky here, this conversation, because there's a lot of people that would argue that animals have the same feelings we do. But I would say that for definite, what she's doing is she has a pattern of learned behavior. And she may not know it's Saturday, but she knows that she's not as happy 
when you're not with her and she's not with you. So she may demonstrate some of that. Um, you know, I don't know if I could call it pouting or, you know, you know, those type of uh, human words. But, uh, you know, if she doesn't have the same social stimulation, she doesn't have the same activity or mental stimulation, you know, she might be acting uh, funny. And, you know, does she have feelings? Does she, is she telling you that she's ticked off? That is the <laughs> argument that animal behaviorists, pet owners are probably bonk heads on because you ask any pet owner and they'll say that their pet feels you know, the same feelings that we do. And, and I'd have to agree on that to some point. But the, the big question is, does she really understand what she's doing and trying to get even with you? I don't know about that. That's a tough call. <laughs> to some degree, I think she's probably working you um, just to make you feel bad. But, you know, the, the humans in the household have to set the pattern of behavior and the rules. And, you know, that's why that uh, we are the humans. Well, someone said I have a perpetual two-year-old for 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline line right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, Kim Sill. Actress Kim Sill, she she was just on, what, six months ago? Yeah, about six months ago. And mm-hmm. she's the one that went undercover in the uh, puppy mills with a camera and that viral, uh, no, the movie called, what, Saved in America? Mm-hmm. She, she created that movie. Now she's up to something completely different. I'm sure it's genius and brilliant. She's because a big activist. She yes, is. is. She really is. And she's not just, she doesn't just talk the talk. Yeah. She walks the walk. She right. really does. She's yeah. hands in, uh, really gets involved in everything mm-hmm. that she does. Uh, and also genius is our Lori Brooks working in, so hard in the newsroom. Always here before we ever get here, finding the news that you need to know about and want to know about. What do you have this hour? Well, I was surfing around on the internet. And uh, one of my favorite sites is the Cornell University Veterinary Medicine School. And uh, I had a blog posting about what is the big deal about white cats with blue eyes? Because the public keeps getting uh, confused on what exactly is, you know, maybe the handicap that these cats have. Doesn't that mean they're blind? Mm -mm. Okay. You're adding to the confusion there. Yes, you are. You're part of the problem, Hal. (laughs) Be part of the solution. That's it. Okay, well, we'll find find out what that all means in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones. Well, hi, Maureen. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Reading, Pennsylvania. Well, how can we help you? I have the sweetest little girl. Um, She's five years old, and she started eating at my rug. She's eating your rug? I don't know how to stop her. 
Pardon me? You said she's eating your rug? She's eating at a brand new rug. Yes, that's okay. what I said. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Is it a throw rug or like a uh, wall-to-wall carpeting? It's a um, it's an area rug, doctor. Yes. Okay, it's an area rug. Okay, and yeah. how how old is she? She's five, and, and she's five. I, she, yeah, and she used to do this to my bathroom rug. So I close the bathroom door every day when I go to go to work, and now I bought a brand new rug that has wool in it, and I come home every night. And there's pieces of the rug that are pulled up. I think she's doing it with her feet and then like mm-hmm. maybe with her mouth. Okay. All right. Well, there's several parts of the solution that we need to look at when we have a dog that's chewing at rugs, uh, particularly area rugs, because a lot of times there's uh, the number one thing is opportunity. If a dog has the opportunity to um, find these things, and we know they have a tendency to get into this kind of trouble, um, that's the first thing is uh, ways that we can help to limit their access, like shutting the bathroom door, um, are, are very important. Um, because the more she does that behavior, it actually is kind of self-rewarding. There's there's enjoyment that she finds from that. Correct. Um, okay. So that's that's one thing. So um, physical blocking of the areas. Um, a large dog, you may not have as much luck with doggy gates. But the, the other steps are really going to be training related. So for me, I would look at, um, you have a herding breed that is, um, high energy. So a lot of times this becomes out of a boredom activity. Um, so really amping up the physical exercise can do so much to decrease destructive tendencies in our dogs. And it's kind of like, you know, if, if you imagine a bunch of teenagers sitting around, what can we get into? We're gonna, you know, let, let's go throw rocks at the wall, you know, or at the windows. You know, they have a lot of energy. They want to do something. And if we don't give them a direction, put them in sports or something like that, they're going to look for something to do. And our dogs are the same way. You know, a lot of people okay. make fun that dogs aren't children, but a lot of ways they are. So finding an opportunity for her to get some kind of exercise. So getting her out playing frisbee, um, if she likes to do herding things, she can get into agility, um, you know, going out to dog parks or doggy daycare, ways to burn down that energy candle and um, you'll have a a better success in dealing with something like a home destructive problem. The third thing that I really look at is really at um, redirecting that behavior. And this kind of goes along with boredom, too, because dogs want to chew. It's a natural instinct. It's something they're going to do. We just got to give them the right tools and the right outlet for that. So I like okay. looking at a lot of the, you know, if you've got a medium or large-sized dog, we have to be, get creative and find large, safe toys um, that we can put, uh, like the doggy cheese. We can take peanut butter in, the little, like, Kong-style toys, and you can put them in the freezer and then pull those okay. out. And that gives a, a, her something to work on, something to kind of have an oral fixation, if you will, um, so that she can gnaw and chew on those kind of things. Um, I think that three-pronged approach, you'll have a lot more success at dealing with this. The other side of things would be um, giving some uh, correction if you're catching her in the act, and that can only be done if you're catching her at the act, and that would be done um, appropriately with giving her an outlet immediately afterwards. So, you know, you see her gnawing on the rug, you give her a, a verbal no, hey, look at this, this is great, and then you make a big deal out of, you know, the toy or the chew item that you provide for her, and giving her um, okay. a lot of reward when she does um, chew on that and, and plays with it in that way. 
So, okay. um, but, but yeah, I think okay. you do need to, whether it's pulling the rug up or making sure you can control her access to that area rug is going to be very important or you're going to find yourself beating your head against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I thank you. Hey, thanks for All your right. call. My pleasure. Don't forget you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Oh, and I wanted to tell you that uh, Dr. Debbie's books, if, if you happen to have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, if you, if you haven't checked out her books yet, come on. How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. They're Kindle books over at Amazon, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. Good reads for you. For Dr. Debbie, we have Billy on the phone. Hi, Billy. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling regarding two uh, little teacup chihuahuas that I adopted back in June. Uh, they got all the vaccinations, and I noticed now they have a spot on uh, each of their hind legs, exact same spot, and it's bald with no hair. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm really concerned. My vet says it looks like it's a reaction from the vaccination. I don't believe they've had any shots. They were in pretty poor condition. And um, I just want some reassurance, hoping that, you know, is this common or will the hair grow back? Or are they going to turn completely bald or... Yeah. yeah. And Billy, I would have to tell you, I, I don't often say this, but being from Vegas, you know, I will say I will bet my money on this. Okay. <laughs> that- that uh-huh. I will agree with your veterinarian that what you're describing certainly sounds like a localized vaccine reaction. And it's for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when we give vaccinations in dogs, the protocol for most veterinary offices is we keep track of where those are given and we try to give mm-hmm. them in a standardized location. Mm-hmm. And the right rear leg is kind of the unofficial location of where we give the rabies vaccination. Mm-hmm. And um, I do find that some of the short hair dogs, uh, so mm-hmm. chihuahuas being one of those, um, sometimes mm-hmm. pit bulls, um, min pins, things like that, um, they sometimes have um, a more notable vaccine reaction in this area. And maybe it's because their hair is really thin and we notice it and they're not a real furry dog. Right. Um, but it, it is a what we term a localized vaccine reaction. And it's usually doesn't appear necessarily right away after a vaccine. It can happen weeks. Yeah. I've even seen it months later. Later. So some dogs will have a little lump right at the site where the injection's given, and that's not unusual. That's pretty typical. And what happens right. after any vaccine is the body forms an immune reaction to it, and that's normal. But mm. there are some pets where there's they just go awry, and something either in the vaccine or within their own body just doesn't sit well with it. And they'll mm-hmm. develop um, sometimes a little redness, hair loss, mm-hmm. and then eventually it's just kind of smooth, and there's just it looks quiet. There's nothing going on there. Right. Exactly. So That's exactly how it looks. And they do uh-huh. have, um, like I said, there's a little scar tissue. She can fill it underneath the skin. Yeah. Yeah. And, so it, yeah. it is just cosmetic at this point. So it really is nothing at this point that um, is going to pose a risk to them. But um, okay. so the hair is not going to grow back. And uh, I have had an occasional client that asked me to do a little what we call a scar revision um, if they're bothered by the aesthetics of it. And we can just, mm-hmm. you know, treat it like a tumor and remove that area skin. But really, mm-hmm. it's not necessary. So. Oh, OK. Okay, so, well, yeah. I just wanted to make sure they weren't going to go completely bald. <laughs> no, no. You know, but I they will... seem happy. You know, their activity is the same. It's just, you know, one, right away, I noticed, you know, thin uh, hair. The hair was very thin. And then a month or so later, the other dog, that's when I really grew concerned. I thought maybe they have uh, ringworm something. Mm-hmm. And they've had tests, blood work, skin scrapings, everything. 
Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to be certain that it's not mice or some something else. Exactly. And, and there are sometimes, I, I do feel that we see this sometimes um, between a dog and maybe particular vaccines, different brands of vaccines, we might see it more often. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in over the almost 20 years I've been practicing, I wouldn't say in the past mm-hmm. years, um, I saw more of this than I do now. And we've kind of modified what companies and what brands we use. And, and I'm very comfortable where we're at right now. But um, if we knew what vaccine they had and what brand or manufacturer, we might try to avoid that because mm-hmm. it would be the potential that this could happen again. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. And it might be well worth it if your veterinarian offers you different options, either a recombinant vaccine, vaccine which is kind of a, um, a little bit more advanced type vaccine, um, or some other types that, uh, you know, it, it might be a, a better choice for your baby so this doesn't happen. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I feel okay. so much better. Well, good. And give those babies a good pat on the head for us. I will. Thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Wondering if your dog or cat is stressed out? A Japanese company has developed a patch that purports to measure the stress levels of dogs and cats by detecting excessive sweat secretion. The patch is applied to the center pad of the animal's paw and changes color depending on how sweaty the pet is. The company, which makes a similar patch for humans, says it worked with researchers at Toyama University to study the sweat patterns of dogs and cats, which secrete sweat from their paws. Is it just me, or does this sound a lot like a mood ring? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Just a whole bunch of uh, crazy animal lovers is what you've tuned in. Uh, hopefully you're one, too. I can tell you we just got off the phone with uh, Judy Guth. We talked to her last year. She was the landlord that only accepts animals at her place. In you her, got, you got to have rental, a pet. In her apartment building. In her, in her complex. Yes. She, she has a complex there. And if you don't have an animal, you're not allowed in. Yep. And if you don't have an animal and you want one, she'll 
take you to, you to go shelter. Get one. Get an animal. So I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. In just a few minutes, we're going to be visiting with Kim Sill, actress Kim Sill, with the uh, Shelter Hope Pet Shop and another genius idea she has. So stick around for that. Lori Brooks, what do you have coming up this hour? Well, you know, you were just talking about how difficult it is, you know, when it comes to having a pet and then finding a place to rent. It's nearly impossible. But one of the biggest cities in the country is now taking action with landlords to turn that around. I heard about that. I heard about yeah, that. They, they want to make it mandatory in the city. I, I, they're talking about they, They've got quite a few things on the burner that they're considering. But I'll also tell you about another city in the country that's a big big, big city that is totally the opposite, where more than 90% of places that are available, you are allowed to have a pet. So if you're lucky, you'll live there. That is one of the biggest problems we hear about, is people just unfriendly landlords. And I can understand, having been a landlord, I know Mm -hmm. what animals can do to a place. But I also know that if you can make a place comfortable for somebody, they have their animals, they'll stay there longer. They'll, They'll be better tenants. Uh, right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's on the way with Lori Brooks in just a few minutes. Let's go to line four where we have Dean on the phone. Hi, Dean. Hello. How are you doing? Good. What's going on in your world? Um, I have two Siberian Huskies. One's an um, eight-month-year-old and one's a year and eight-month-year-old. And the eight-month-year-old, she just went into heat about, I'd say about maybe two weeks ago. And um, the one and a half, one and eight month year old is just going crazy. He's and a boy, I take it. What's that? He's a boy. Yes, he's a boy, and the eight eight month old is a girl. Okay, and, and they're and, not, and he's not neutered then, huh? No, they're both not neutered. I'm, I'm going to breed them um, when she gets of age. Um, I I asked the vet already, and she said it was too, it, it was kind of too early for her to um, have puppies because she might not interest in the in the puppies if she has them so i've been trying to keep them away but the one in the eight month year old is just driving me nuts and oh, yeah. i was just wondering yeah. if there's anything that i can um give them to settle him down well don't don't underestimate the call of the wild here <laughs> that's going to be the the honest truth here um yeah. and having a unneutered male in the house or in the vicinity of an intact female is um in many cases it's torture um i've had um dogs that board that will not eat the whole time they are in the same building as a female in heat they can that's really just get that stressed out and really get them worked up so if i can't talk you into spaying this girl because that'll be the best thing i could recommend for her sake um to yeah. help prevent reproductive problems and cancers i would say is that you get another two whole weeks at least of kind of dealing with this um oh. and i have found that sedatives can be used but they don't typically help um oh. because they're still kind of they're still sensing those hormones and they're still going to react uh, it may make them a little bit quieter and may kind of slow down some of his intentions but it's it's oh. not going to stop his uh, responses so okay. for many cases i'll actually do a physical separation so uh call your your aunt your grandma your brother and say hey can i put my my male dog up at your house for another couple weeks that would yeah. be the kindest thing i could say for both and it'd be the the truest way to make sure you don't get an accidental braiding because um, okay. there, there are dogs that will open doors to get to the female in heat on the other side. So um, yeah, be cautious. I, I work at night, and I have uh, a fence all around my property, and it's like eight foot high. And he's been jumping over the fence, mm-hmm. and I've been getting calls at my work at night. I work on the freeways as a construction worker at night. 
they call me and say, hey, your dog got out. Uh, neighbor brought him back, brought him back. I'm like, holy moly, man. So it's just been driving me crazy. But um, yeah. it, it's not bad for his heart to be in, in so, so much stress every every day, every um, minute of the, the day. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think the best thing would be to get him out of that environment. You know, oh, okay. can you keep him in the same house? Yeah, you probably can. Is it going to cause him a lot of stress? Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't think that sedatives are going to really stop that. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. And, and I definitely agree with your veterinarian's, you know, recommendation to not want to breed her. She's still a baby. You know, she she's really just a little teenager right now. So um, yeah. for her size and growth, she's still got some growing to do in the next six months. So, so I would agree we wouldn't want to um, allow her to get pregnant at this time in the game. Yeah, would it would it harm her if she happened to um to uh, to mate? Well, I mean, we definitely know that we can have uh, less uh, maternal responses. We can yeah. sometimes have lower um, litter sizes. So okay. it's really not in her best interest. And I would yeah. say I would do everything you can to get this girl spayed. Ooh, I mean, um, to get her to not be pregnant at this time in the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about spading her maybe after maybe two litters, but um. How how would that go on her being such a um, being an older dog to get spayed? Would, would that hurt her at all? No, I mean there's not there's not a dog that's too old to get spayed just based on age alone. Now okay. health conditions and things like that are you know are certainly a concern in maybe in an older age pet, but. We just spayed a dog that was 10, 11 years old uh, the other day, and um, there's still a lot of health benefits from doing that at any um, point in the game. Um, But we prefer to do it before they get older, before they go through those heat cycles to minimize the risk of breast cancer, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, all that stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, doctor. Thank you very much for answering my question. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. All right. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline hotline right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 Hey, this is Brian Dottillo. I play Lucas Roberts on Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to Animal Radio. And please don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. That's my favorite saying from Bob Barker, by the way. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Have you ever had to search for a home or an apartment to rent that would allow you to have a pet? 
Yeah, it is nearly impossible to find almost everywhere, including Los Angeles, where 62% of the rental units do not accept any pets. Now, the L.A. City Council has voted to make some changes in hopes of making landlords more open to accepting pets in their properties, with the eventual goal of reducing the number of animals who live in shelters. The goal is to reduce the number of animals living in those kill shelters, which is dramatically high, especially in Los Angeles for a no-kill city. But check out this amazing comparison, will you? Where 62% of Los Angeles rental properties refuse animals altogether, 98% of properties in Denver, they accept cats, and 93% accept small dogs. So yay for Denver. Because of a constant confusion, the veterinary college at Cornell University wants to set the record straight on pure white cats that have blue eyes. Seems a lot of people think the white cats, you know, because we're talking about the blue eyes, they think that the white cats are blind or are more likely to go blind. But that is not the case. The white cats with blue eyes are actually more likely to be deaf. They say, here are the facts. Not all white cats with blue eyes are even born deaf, but some of them are, according to research, which has shown that between 65 and 85 percent of pure white cats with both blue eyes are hearing impaired. Now that drops to 40 percent if the cat has one blue eye and then to 17 percent if the cat is pure white but does not have blue eyes. But you should know, they say deaf cats are happy and healthy, though they should be kept indoors and keep them out of situations where their safety depends on their ability to pick up auditory cues. Well, most cats hate winter weather as much as some of us do. And one cat in the country of Serbia decided to take action and then found his way into, of all things, the warmth of a stuffed animal claw game vending machine as he tried to escape the two degree below zero temperatures outside. The cat was actually quite content with his new warm surroundings and comfy bed until, that is, police and fire crews were able to get him safely out of the machine. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Hi, this is Principal Lorenzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay new to your animals. This is Animal Radio. You know, I've been taking yoga and I don't know how these women do it. I am so freaking sore. <laughs> <laughs> Got a stretch beforehand. You know, you should uh, do yoga with your cats. Or your dog. Really? Yeah. Every morning it relaxes me. That's why I'm so relaxed when I come. <laughs> the yoga studio don't let my dogs in. Hey, you know who we have on the phone? We have uh, actress Kim Sill. She was here about six months ago. We were talking about this film that she did. She went undercover into puppy mills. And she's back now with the Shelter Hope Pet Shop. This is really cool. They have these uh, like adoption areas inside of malls, which I think is like the latest thing. And it, it's a great way to adopt out animals. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you guys doing? Very good. What are you up to lately? Well, like you just said, we are creating Shelter Hope Pet Shops in a mall in America near you. We have three locations now, and we've saved 2,000 death row dogs in these in these locations. One's in Sacramento, yes. one's in Santa Clarita, and the one that I operate is in Thousand Oaks. Okay, so where do these animals come from that you find in the, in the uh, Shelter Hope Pet Shop? Okay, primarily the ones in Thousand Oaks come from the uh, Los Angeles area, San Bernardino, DeVore, Pomona. Uh, the Santa Clarita shop focuses on the Castaic area and the Lancaster area. Now, are they and shelters they, in these areas that they yes, come from? Yes. And they're death row animals? Yes. 
I love that. Yeah, those are some of the worst shelters. Yeah, we, we, we try to pull the ones that are at risk. We the, the whole purpose of Shelter Hope is to actually help animals get shown that would otherwise, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to the shelter. It's a sad place. So uh, we move them out of there, move them into malls where people are either going there to see a movie, they're happy, they're shopping, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they stumble upon these cute dogs looking at them through the window. Genius. Yep, <laughs> yep. So what happens to the ones that don't get adopted that day? Are they there? Are they kept there overnight for any length of time? Yeah. Or? Fortunately, we've been able to partner with boarding facilities in the area. The dogs do not stay at the mall overnight. We have fosters. We have people that are willing to volunteer to drive them to the fosters or to drive them to the boarding facilities so that all the dogs get to go home to a warm, comfy bed. Well, you know, this is all happening in Los Angeles, which is great. It's a big city that definitely needs it, but our reach for us is nationwide, and that's, so this, this is a very small percentage of our audience. How do we get these kind of um, adoption stores open across the country? Well, as you can hear, my dog say, hey, no, it's available across the nation, and it is. <laughs> okay. Um, I am willing, through the uh, my nonprofit, which is shelterhopepetshop.org, we are willing to sponsor the first year of insurance and help find a location uh, for anybody across the nation that is a qualified 501c3 and willing to do it the way that we do it. Uh, we consider it a franchise. We gift them the franchise. And then once they're up and running, they can um, either train with us or talk to us on a daily basis. Uh, both of the stores that I uh, am working with, I- I'm talking to them three, four times a day. So what kind of animals do you adopt out? Is it just dogs and cats or are there other animals as well? Uh, we started out uh, doing bunnies as well as dogs and cats, but now we just invite the bunny rescues to come in. Um, the cat rescues come in once a month and show their kittens and cats. Um, and then we do dogs, all different types of breeds of dogs, uh, five days a week at my location, uh, seven days a week in the Santa Clarita and Sacramento locations. Mm, okay. Awesome. It is a uh, an incredibly genius, brilliant idea. And for people that don't understand the concept here, when you go to a shelter to adopt an animal, first of all, you have to go to a, a regular building that's usually located in the most undesirable part of the city because it's usually part of the city government. And you go into these shelters and it, it becomes incredibly depressing and many people stay away from the shelters because of this. To put these animals front and center where the people are, it's like an impulse item, but not really an impulse. <laughs> I don't want to say that because yeah. I, no animal should ever yeah. be an impulse item. But you're but, there but doing you're something. Right. You are so right. Impulse is a good word because even with a shelter dog, you don't want to adopt it upon impulse. But the nice thing is seeing them in this environment, you don't have to adopt. There's so many other options you can do to help these animals. You can foster them. You can actually drive them to their foster. You can donate an old bed that maybe you're not using anymore. Uh-huh. You can, you know, bring in some printer ink for our printer because we have a list of items on our door every day that we are desperately in need of because we don't want to spend the money on those when we can be spending it on a shelter dog, getting them out of the shelter or taking them to the vet to get fixed. Um, we also give back to the community. We provide free microchipping for anybody in the community that needs it. We offer free vaccinations once a month when our vet comes into the shop to vaccinate ours. If you're in need and need that done, we, we give back that way. So by giving back, we get a lot. And, um, it's, you know, we didn't intend it to be that way. It's just that so happened how it ended up for us. And, and we've been very blessed. Um, the community sustain us. And um, their communities across the nation, I believe, would do the same thing. 
What if I wasn't planning on adopting a dog, but I fell in love with one and I wasn't prepared? Do you have supplies and stuff that I would need to bring a dog home with? We send everybody home with a kennel. Every dog is leashed, has a harness and a tag and a microchip. We give you all of the bedding that the dog has been familiar with while he's been with us. We give you a bag of food. We give you treats, and we also give you some toys for the dog because we want people to understand what it's like to own a dog and that there's responsibilities attached. We also give you a free vet visit. We give you a free day at doggy day camp. We give you a free uh, training session with the trainer, and we give you a free grooming. Okay, so whatever city you're listening in today and you think this is just a great idea, you'd like to see it in your city, uh, you're willing to help shelters get uh, get their act together and put this whole operation in their city. Yes, they can email me. Tell me what you need. Tell me what locations you've seen that might work. We'll we'll help you get it off the ground, and then it will be yours. It will be a sustainable your sustainable nonprofit pet shop. Okay, there you go. Awesome. The website is shelterhopepetshop.org. Shelterhopepetshop.org. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Actress Kim Sill joining us. Thank you so much for spending time with us again. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. That lady is doing quite a is. quite a lot of great stuff for the yeah. industry. And she's an actress. I don't know where she has time to do it all. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio Radio app for iPhone and Android. Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, (laughs) not necessarily true if the word on the street is accurate. When she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover. But when she started saying, who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me, too. Well, he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance. And in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs. So whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-689-0143 That's 800-689-0143 Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels and I just want to say you right now want to take, wait, 
Give me the line again. My brain skipped. <laughs> Brett Michaels. And... I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels, Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. Guys, I have some bad news for you. Valentine's Day. Why is that bad news? Yeah, what? Jeez. It's not really bad news, but if you're like me, you haven't done your shopping yet for Valentine's Day. So you're kind of last minute scrambling and you're going, what? Oh, thanks, Hal, for reminding me. Because we forget these kinds of things. But uh, it actually is a a fun holiday when we remember it. Not so much for the pets. There are a lot of actual dangers around Valentine's Day. And in fact, one of the days, uh, like the day after Christmas and the day after Thanksgiving, where veterinarians... (laughs) <laughs> tend to see more animals because they get into trouble. And we have Doc Halligan from the Lucy Pet Foundation with us. Hey, how you doing, Doc? Hi, Hal and Judy. Thanks for having me. So what kind of dangers do we have to deal with around Valentine's Day other than... Uh, chocolate. Yeah, we know it's going to be yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows chocolate is bad. We'll right. get that one over with first. Obviously, yeah. uh, well, dark chocolate is the most dangerous and then milk and then white. So... Whenever your pet gets into chocolate, call your vet, see uh, if there's going to be a problem. But just try to avoid the chocolate and put them up where your pet can't get them because they can smell them. And every year, pets get into it, and some animals will actually die from eating, like, the baker's chocolate. Yeah. Um, so people kind of are knowing that. But what people don't realize is, now, how you could go buy your uh your loved one a lingerie piece, yes. which is very popular with the women. Uh-huh. Okay. And so what happens is people don't understand that, especially if the woman has worn it, it's very tasty for your pet, believe it or not. <laughs> I have taken leopard panties out of, uh, out of dogs. So I know firsthand that they will ingest, um, they will ingest garments like that, underwear, fancy things. I think people don't, think in their wildest dream their pet would ever do that but they will yeah because yes. so, you know they get kind of discarded on the floor yeah correct you know? they just, what was and that it smells the, like mom yeah, yeah. dr oh, debbie no. told us the one story about the, the lingerie that she had to remove and it turns out that uh, the lady oh. who brought it the dog in oh uh, lingerie yeah. removed didn't even belong to her so Uh-oh. apparently the old man was having Busted. an affair or something yeah yeah okay so. that's a the other thing too is um anything uh small enough for your pet to put in their mouth yeah. is food for fodder for them. Okay. So they love sparkly things. Uh, I have taken diamond earrings and diamond rings out of pets. Uh, so it's, it, oh. they will ingest those things. They'll play with them and then they just swallow them. Oh. So you have to be careful of sparkly things. The other thing people don't realize is, uh, plants, plants can be 
toxic to the point where they can actually die, especially lilies uh, for mm, cats. Okay. But um, if you, you know, if you give your loved one a plant or flowers, just make sure that they're up high because um, it's new. And, you know, animals like to investigate their surroundings. Sure. And so plants would be part of that. Also, yeah, you know, I've got my pet- cat would get it if it was up high. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Because they're just curious. Like, what is that? <laughs> That's something new. Something new. I got to investigate. Um, also, packaging material. If you're giving your loved one a present um, and it has any type of packaging, yarn, string, that type of stuff, pets will ingest that as well. I know it seems uh, incredible to humans that they will eat non-food objects, but yeah. every holiday, especially Valentine's Day, because I don't think a lot of people are talking to about the dangers of this holiday candles um the other thing if you have a lit candle oh, yeah. pets get burned by the candles um the most important thing you can do right now is make sure that your pet has a legible uh, id tag on it uh and or microchip because with the added commotion you're running in and out um pets will we do see a slight increase in pets over the holidays at the shelters Okay. Yeah, that's so frustrating. I find lost dogs all the time with no ID on them. It's just frustrating. It's so easy it, it, to put a collar so, with a number or address on it. It really is. It, it is. So, and you know, the only last thing I want to say, which isn't just for Valentine's Day, but I had a dear friend whose beagle ingested a whole bottle of extra strength ibuprofen mm. and did not survive. Oh, my. Um, and it was just tragic to follow that story. And so, you know, pets will eat things like that. So just make sure you have your medications um, just in an enclosed compartment where pets can't get to them. Okay. There you go. Some Valentine's tips for you. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And guys, go out and get, get something. Don't forget about it, okay? <laughs> you still have time. Yes. Right. LucyPetFoundation.org <laughs> is the website. Doc Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Yay. Well, that's all we have time for today. It just just went by so fast again. If you need your fix during the middle of the week, head on over to AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, even better yet, okay? And then you can listen anytime you want and ask your questions anytime you want. I want to thank Kim Sill for joining us today. We had so much fun with her, and she's doing super work. If you want to learn more about it, head on over to our website at AnimalRadio.com, and you'll find links to everything you heard on today's show. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In fact, he says, meow. Meow. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.